Somebody killed my robot Somebody killed my robot He was just a sad robot I had them over for dinner last week Someone took my robot from me Somebody killed my sad, depressed robot I must have left the radio on. Hey everybody, today is November the 7th of 2016 and you are listening to The Workshop. We've got a really good show for you today. Uh, I had an amazing chat with our buddy Scooter over at the Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, if you don't know that show, you gotta go check it out. I had a really good chat with him, that all aired today. We've got a bunch going on here at the studio and we are currently right in the midst of a murder mystery. Stay tuned, it'll all make sense. For now, welcome to the workshop. You are listening to Sounds Like an Earful. Welcome to the workshop, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the Sounds Like an Earful studio. All of the music you'll hear is original. All right, guys, thank you once again for being here, as always. Today is Monday, November the 7th, and uh, this is The Workshop. In case you're new here, this is a show that takes you behind the scenes of the Sounds Like an Earful studio. That studio exists here in Newfoundland, Canada, and we work on a bunch of podcast content. We work for other podcasters for hire, we make a bunch of our own shows, and we do our best to contribute to the community. My name is Christopher. I founded this madhouse. And every week I sit down here on the workshop, I take you guys behind the scenes, we mess around, we have some fun, we get creative, and we chat with some of the people that we're working with. So I always like to start off the workshop episodes with some news from around the studio. What's been going on around the studio this week? I guess the biggest thing that we're in the midst of right now is a murder mystery. If you missed this last week, uh, for Halloween, I invited a bunch of podcasters over for dinner. And during that dinner, one of the six of them murdered my sad, depressed robot who lives here in the studio. His name is Jeeves. Somebody murdered him at dinner. And so now, if you go over to our Instagram account, instagram.com slash sounds like an earful. If you go over there, for the whole month of November, we're posting profiles of the people who were, were there at the dinner, hints as to who might be the killer, you can follow along, you can guess who done it, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. It's a, kind of an experiment in interactive storytelling. I thought it'd be kind of cool to tell a story through Instagram posts. So if you're interested in narrative or you're interested, <laughs> or you're interested in murder, go check out our Instagram. That's one of the big things we've been working on this week. One other thing that's happening this week is that one of our new in-house shows that we make here at Sounds Like an Earful it's called Odd Hobby, and we are airing the second episode of that. So go check out oddhobby.soundslikeanearful.com. You can check out the second episode. It's super fun. It's interactive. You put on your headphones. It sort of walks you through doing an activity. A bunch of us do it and then post pictures from doing the activity. It's weird, but it's, it's super fun. So go check out Odd Hobby this Wednesday. I also like to take a few seconds every week to do a shout out to a show that is not affiliated with Sounds Like an Earful here. So this week I want to shout out to a podcast that's called The Ladies of Kamikaze. 
Uh, I think their show is relatively new, but it's really cool. There's four ladies. They're super into comics. They chat about them. They interview some people. Seems really cool. I got a great email from Aisha over there saying that they were using some of our Creative Commons music. And she was very sweet, very uh, kind. So thank you very much for that email, Aisha. I uh, checked out the show. Seems pretty cool. If you're into comics, go check out The Ladies of Kamikaze. And that's it. Uh, that's the top of the show. This week, I'm going to keep it super simple, super quick, because I connected with my buddy over at the Sleep With Me podcast. His name is Scooter. Uh, if you don't know the Sleep With Me podcast, it's a podcast where he tells adult bedtime stories to help people get to sleep. I've been editing that show for, I think, almost a long time now. It's been a year, almost two, I think. Um... He's great. He's one of our clients here on the studio side. He's a super, super nice guy and super smart, and his show is great. I know I always talk him up, but it's true. However, with that said, I want to be clear that this interview you're about to hear was recorded before he came over for dinner last week, and he's now one of the suspects in the murder of my sad robot. So without any further ado... Here's my interview with Scooter from the Sleep With Me podcast. This is a little bit uncharacteristic of me. I left this interview pretty much unedited. It's about 45 minutes long. It's a long form interview. We chat about a bunch of great stuff about podcasting, about sort of the merits of being a terribly awkward person, uh, a bunch of good stuff. So enjoy and remember to check out sleepwithmepodcast.com. Let's just start this off on the on the right foot, I guess. So for anyone who doesn't know Sleep With Me, you have a pretty good elevator pitch by now, I'm sure. Well, it's funny when you say that, like, because uh, <laughs> like, I always, like, like I go to this one podcaster meetup in San Francisco, and, yeah. like, you, I, I don't know, on the podcast, I definitely am come across way more comfortable and maybe extroverted than in real life. So like, okay. you know, like normal meetup or anything, everybody goes around and kind of presents their podcast. And I always like try to like, I'm like, oh, I start getting nervous when it's like two or three people away. I'm like, oh boy, it's going to be my turn. <laughs> right. and, and then I'm always like, uh, yeah. So I make a, yeah, I make a podcast called Sleep With Me. It's like a bedtime story for grownups. Uh And uh, it's try to help people fall asleep. And then I always look and... Sometimes there'll be someone that's heard of it, but most of the time there's like these blank stares. Like, <laughs> or, or now that I've been going more, all the people that know me will start laughing, but all the new people will just be like, hmm. And then, I, right. and then like maybe an hour later, people will be like, oh, it's like a funny, like silly podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense now that I've heard you right. talk about it. So yeah, right. so silly bedtime stories for grown-ups, I guess, would be the the elevator pitch with the uh, meandering wings of pointlessness. <laughs> right on. The thing about it though is that like I listen to the podcast and I'm a pretty introverted guy. Like in those so kind of social situations, like I put it on, but deep down underneath it, I'm like, oh god, I'm uncomfortable right now. Uh, and and like I hear you say stuff on Sleep with Me when I'm editing. And I'm like, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, when you're like going through the grocery store or something like that. Um, 
were you always that comfortable broadcasting yourself being weird or is it okay because at first you didn't have people listening but now you have like a pretty big audience listening like do you ever wonder like uh, is this revealing too much yeah i guess like like it it's i guess it's like an interesting like experiment like almost like with the podcast i, I mean unfortunately it's my life that i'm experimenting with yeah, exactly <laughs> but, yeah but it was like always something I was always a person that was very compartmentalized. So I had my like work, like at work, I was there to go to work and with my close friends, like I developed, tend to develop like really close friendships and my friends would see that kind of goofy, weirder side of me. And, you know, the more time I spent like in school, I guess the more of my classmates would see that side, but it was always like something like I think of a lot of people that are like a little bit different, like you get this self-consciousness about it and, and, and like you want to kind of hide it away. And I guess the, the paradox or the irony or whatever is like, that's what like connects you the most to other people or that they can relate to. And it, the whole idea of the podcast was like a exercise in saying no to that at first. Like I had the idea for the podcast a long time ago, but most of me was like, well, that's a wait. Like even the internal debate was like, you're going to tell a, po- a bedtime story podcast. And I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be great. Like I'll tell little bedtime stories. And it's yeah. like, N- wait for grownups. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Like that's so embarrassing. And <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. There's just this little kid in me that was like, I, I really think this is a good idea. I really want to try it. And, and I would just kind of ignore it and ignore it. And then like it just, some other projects had fallen apart and stuff. And there was just this little gap in my self-criticism that was like, oh, wait, let's just start doing the podcast, start releasing it and not think about it. And yeah, I guess like as soon as like, I guess like part of making the podcast and sitting down and recording it is like loosening my grip on myself a little bit and like not editing. I mean, there's always like mental editing that goes into it, but of like just trying to be myself and let my thoughts flow and just kind of almost observe, like it's almost like I'm narrating my thoughts, like as I'm kind of observing them. Totally. <laughs> and, there's, uh, there's, and, and you do that to like levels that is mind boggling. Yeah. You're like talking about your own self critic, criticizing that. Any, anyways, sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. Like, so, so like, I don't know, like even right away when I only had like maybe, like, I mean, my podcast started with no audience. So like with five, 10 listeners, like when I first started getting feedback, like occasionally, like people would say, oh, like I thought I was the only one that thought like that, or I thought I was the only one. Right. And then I was like, okay, um, I don't know, I guess a theme of the podcast and it, I try to keep it mostly subtextual, but it's like, yeah, we're not like, we are alone, but we're not alone. Like in, and like, uh, if it's something weird, like uh, social awkwardness or depression or just that feeling that a lot of listeners, like when you're just lying there in bed and you're like losing hope of ever falling asleep, like those are things that really connect us. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to like totally explain how it works, but it's like, Oh, I don't know. It just helps me be like, okay, let's relax and just do our best. And, uh, there's really nothing that's going to be that emba- like, like, I guess if I tried to, to worry about being embarrassed or, uh, like what was going to come across in the podcast, maybe it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked out so well. Right. Right.
I think, I mean, I think that that's, you can tell, you know this better than I do because you hear feedback from people, but I think that's got to be part of why, like, you have, like, it seems to me from an outsider's point of view that you have a pretty good relationship with your audience. Like, you communicate with them and you hear from them quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of like it's slowly grown uh, little by little, which has been a nice benefit. Like, I think, I, I mean, this is like Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever, but like, okay. if the podcast had like gone viral or blown up, like, I mean, that really almost never happens anyway, but. Like if something had, it had gotten like really popular or something, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it or right. understand like how to deal with feedback or, you know, that 10% or whatever is feedback is going to be, you know, pretty negative or, or right. whatever the percentage is. And so I've been slowly able to like almost like walking into a pool, kind of ease my way in, like starting with like maybe one email a month and then it was two emails a month and then it was. And so. I don't know. I think it's just like, I'm like, oh, like I, I, I hear from listeners and it's like they might be going through something totally different, like loss of a family member or PTSD or right. something or chronic pain. And I can't always like I have direct experience with that, but I can like know what it's like to lie there and feel hopeless or like lie there and wonder like, what, how, how am I going to deal with tomorrow and stuff? Right. And I guess the only way I know how to help with that, like, and I guess is to kind of like, like tell a little story and, and try to stay calm myself and kind of be goofy. Cause that's almost what I like. I mean, that's what radio kind of did for me when I was, when I was sleepless in grammar school is like, uh, it just kind of took my mind off of stuff. It never helped me fall asleep, but it made me feel, I, I don't know, made me laugh and, and relax and, and feel distracted. Totally. And I think I think even on top of that too, it's like hearing hearing someone else, even just as as a guy who edits it, sometimes like hearing someone else say some of these things that are like, man, those are weird thoughts that I have, and I don't like to talk about it to other people. But hearing someone else, it gives it gives me liberty to be like, being weird is cool. You know what? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm not gonna suppress that weird thought I had last week, which I think I think is is. Not necessarily. I mean, I think that's like a secondary effect of the podcast other than helping people get to sleep, which is obviously the primary thing. But I think that I think that that sort of like the fact that you're letting this stuff, you're broadcasting this stuff out. And, and like you say, trying not to filter it too much is, is part of why I think it's got so much charm, right? Yeah, I mean, I think like hearing that, it's like that's what I want people to feel is like, oh, hey, like those things that are unique about you and that might be different, like the listeners or you, it's like, those are special things. And I think like there is this cultural conditioning that comes to like being a part of the herd and, yeah. and like keeping, keeping a low profile or, you know, only letting these positive qualities shine through that, that are tried and true or whatever. But I think especially with podcasting and the internet, like, we start to see people like, oh, like, like on the show, I joke about having a hobby where me and my dog listen to, <laughs> to knocks on the internet. And it's like, like having little like interests like that, you realize like, oh, there's all these other people in across the globe that share like this quality or this obsession or like these quirks. Yeah. And, and then you feel less alone and it kind of, um, uh, like validates that. 
it, but it's still hard to go against like just I, I think we're human beings and we're all afraid and it and sometimes it's hard to even remember that the kind of the meanest people that are kind of lashing out like like bullies or just whatever like a lot of times it's like hard to put be like oh i, th- I think they're afraid too or they're lashing out or maybe and it and it's like uh like it, it's being weird almost like threatening to them or being different but then when you go, like you go out and you, you see other people and I don't know, it's just really like, I never thought I'd be in a position to put other people at ease with themselves <laughs> by just being myself. But it's like, right. I, I'm like, wow, man. Like, and then I have to remind myself, like I had, like, if I have to do like go some meet somebody new or, or like I start overthinking and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to mess this up. I, I don't want to embarrass myself or I want to be a really good guest or, um, that other part of me is like, this is going to be a total disaster. You're going to be... And it's like, okay, like, just remember to just, like, I don't know, every time, like, I've felt like I've done something and it's been embarrassing or I've been like, oh, I really blew that or that was really mediocre, like, right. or or I was, like, really nervous. Like, those are the things that people always, like, let me know about. They're like, oh, wow, like, like the imperfect, I, I don't know, like, <laughs> those imperfections are, are, are what kind of unite us because we're hu- <laughs> human beings. Right on, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> Okay, let's take a quick step back. Uh, I want to just see what else I want to... Oh, okay, so how long have you been doing the show for people who don't know? Just just three years, like three years right now. Like this month is the end of my third year, so I'm starting my fourth year making the show. Wicked. And did you have any experience in radio or podcasting or anything like that before you started? No, like I had been writing, and I was a huge podcast listener. Like I was listening back when... You had to download them and I would put them on like a mini disc player. Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. So like I loved podcasts and I loved like, I don't know, I loved like little tiny podcasts where you would get this window into people's lives, like like where people, I remember I listened to this podcast with these five grown men who were obsessed with theme parks and oh, really? it was just like, I loved listening to it, not only because like listening to their interactions with each other, but there was just something about like like that they were sitting in their living room and I was getting to like, just peek into their world in that. And also I guess that thing of like, they were like, uh, like kind of, uh, going against the grain, I guess in some sense it was rebellious. It was like, uh, Oh, we're, we're adults and we're not supposed to be talking about like the different, our favorite ice cream flavors in this theme park. But I don't know. I loved it. Like the freedom. And then, yeah, I didn't have, does Ray come out of that? Yeah, so Ray did like uh, I, I, I like so Ray this character Ray he's a, a he's my neighbor Ray Perkins he comes on the show sometimes, <laughs> but the gen- genesis of that was I was listening to that podcast one Sunday and I was coming home I still had to record a show and this guy he, the guy on the show had a New England accent and he was saying this word Saskalula Saskalula <laughs> and and I was like I just thought it was and I was like what am I going to, what am I going to podcast about today? And then I was like, Saskalula, Saskalula. And then, it, then I got home and I'm like, okay. Like, and then it just kind of sprung out of that. Like, I was like, oh, what if there's a, like a, a version of uh, somebody that's really upbeat, like a perfect, well, maybe not perfect. Cause Ray's not perfect, but like someone that's like really 
into immersing people into uh, Disney parks. That was Ray, the, the character. Yeah, right. Do you? Well, one thing I'm curious about because you have. I mean, I've I've got Jeeves here on the workshop, but you've got you've got a bunch of these little characters like Bernie the Butterfly. Yeah. Um, What's your robot's name again? Uh, I'm blanking. Oh, Stan. 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 Yeah, he's, Stan. A, he's a software interface, and not a robot. That's right. Just you're just... right. Sorry, sorry, right. My bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got all these little characters. Like, are those guys popular with people who listen to your show? Do you hear about those guys? Because I hear more about Jeeves than anything. Yeah. So, like, I think like that's like what's interesting about like making a podcast consistently and and kind of like having so many episodes like. Yeah, Ray is by far the most popular character on the show. <laughs> like, there are people that would like, if I did every episode with Ray, a, a, a percentage of the audience would be so happy. Um, <laughs> and there's not too many people. There's a few people that dislike Ray, um, but not too many. Like, and there's some. I get feedback sometimes. It's like, please don't have guests on the show. And I'm like, I don't even. I'm not even like a voice actor, so I'm always like, oh, that's so funny because they're really like, uh, like they actually think it's uh, someone else. Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe like their second time listening, and then like, but yeah, like, and Bernie the butterfly has fans. I would never tell him that, but because he's a grouchy butterfly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I never thought I would do character voices. Like it was like honestly like maybe in a few months or maybe not even a few months into making the show. And I was doing some of the narrative stuff and I was realizing as I was doing it, I was like, Oh, wait a second. Like this is going to be really hard for people to tell one character from another. And then I was like, huh, I guess I'll have to do some kind of changes in my voice to do that. So it was again, like a lot with podcasting, like kind of learning as you're going. And then, and then it became, uh, like a place I could go that was outside of myself. So some of the characters like Ray or Bernie, I think it adds like a sleepy quality because it's like, I'm immersing myself into the character. Uh, so I'm a little bit further away from reality too. And, uh, it also gives me more freedom to even go further. Like, uh, I I don't know. The podcast is always, it goes far afield, but in mild ways, but, but like, yeah, like to go far afield, like into like sleepy goofiness, I guess. Right, right, right. Cool. Okay, so you you've you've got all these characters. You how many how many shows are we at now? Four hundred fifty-eight. I think I was working at. I don't know if that's what came out Thursday think, or if that's I think Sunday. That's right. four, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was four fifty-eight. Um, yeah. th- that was um the latest Nuns in Space. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so so 458 episodes over three years. How much time, just, just for people who might be interested in like starting up a podcast who might hear this, how much time do you would you say if you had to estimate a number of hours that you've worked on Sleep With Me? I would <laughs> say, if anybody's thinking about starting a podcast, I'd say <laughs> do one, one episode a week or one every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's hard because I just saw uh, like uh, Aaron from lore was sharing like how much he, how much time he puts into an episode. I mean, his shows are pretty complex and narrative wise, but yeah, I mean, I put like way too much time into it, especially for, but, but I I don't know. Like, I think, I guess like when I first started, I was looking at it like a hobby and learning something new and creative expression. And, and so 
I, and I just was like mostly interested in following through and not quitting and, and seeing like how the concept would play out. Yeah. Uh, but I put like it, probably a minimum of 50 hours a week into the show. Um, like, like from listening, recording, writing, um, and then, you know, the, the little stuff like getting the, getting everything on the web. But, but I don't think like starting out, like I had no audience and it seems like now that's like almost a bad thing. Like, but it like gives you a huge freedom. Like if you're starting out from zero to like give yourself time to get comfortable and give yourself time to kind of see what your concept is and can kind of get a feel and, and understand, like for me, I'd never recorded myself. So it was like, it takes me a huge amount of time to get used to hearing my own voice or if I ever yeah. change mics or anything, it'll take me like 20, 30 episodes before I feel comfortable again. Like, like with the, like just hearing myself and, and making sure it's like, okay, does this sound good? Does this sound good? Um, so I think like, I mean, for me, like this is kind of off topic a little bit, but, but I think it's important if anybody that's like thinking about starting a podcast or anything creative, like when I started, I was like, not sure I was going to follow through and, and that part of me that was kind of like, Oh, let's try this. I think this is a good idea. I was like, well, I don't know. And somehow like some part of me that was beyond my understanding was like, okay, like let's just make sure we make two episodes. And then when we get to two episodes, we're going to make sure we make eight episodes. And in between episode two and episode eight, like there's going to be no discussion of quitting. But when we get to episode eight, you know, if my, if I want to be critical and quit making the podcast, I can do that. And then I was like eight, I, I think I picked like 21 and then it was like 25 and then 50. So that in between those points, like I could feel critical and stuff, but it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep going to episode 50, e even if I feel like uh, I'm on a roller coaster or whatever. And right. then when I would get to episode 50, I'd be like, okay, self-critic, like, what do you, should we quit doing this? So, and it, it was always an easy decision. It was like, no, 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 this is fun. This is going good. Let's just keep going. Cool. Right. I think that I think that that is really good advice for anyone. Like, I know that when I started, I was like, I'm going to do eight episodes and then I'm going to be famous. And that was actually the thought I had. And, I, and then I was, I mean, it, that wasn't my main motivator. Right. But that was where I, for some reason, and I think a lot of people start out, out and they're like, yeah, I'll just make this podcast and then it'll bring me lots of money and fame. And, or I, I don't know if that's necessarily what motivates a lot of people, but I think that you go through this process and then by the time you get to something like 25 episodes or 50 episodes, you, I, th I think it almost is necessary to go through those episodes in order to understand why you're doing the thing that you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. once I got to there, I was like, I just really enjoy this and I need to do everything I can to do this as much as I possibly can, because it's like, it's something that brings a lot of value to, to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think like the, the, those desires, like, I think those are like natural. Like, I don't, th I, I mean, I'm sure people would say that they don't start a podcast with expectations of like, get like it going viral instantly or being right. a total disaster. But I think most people, I mean, I know for myself, I, I harbored that it's like, Oh, maybe by episode three, you know, something great will happen. Or there was another part of me was like, this is going to, you know, 
be so embarrassing you'll be run out of town yeah right right yeah so, i go through those highs and lows too for sure sorry yeah so it's like but it's like finding that middle place for most of the time like you can swing between those like uh those like really like uh like high hopes and low hopes but it's like most of the podcast production goes in the middle like where it's like okay and that's actually where the magic has been for me it's like there's almost like when, I, I, unfortunately, I haven't like I don't experience any compound interest money wise. But like when you hear about compound interest, it's like the rigor of working on your show every single day, or if you only have a certain amount of time every week, like every single week, that's where the payoff is. Like just like you're saying, like, and you start to discover all these intangible things you wouldn't have known. Like just like you're setting out on this journey, like, and you're like, oh, like. I didn't realize I like, like editing or like, you know, putting sound beds in and th then you start learning how to do it and you become better at it or you start, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do this part or let me like, and it's just weird. Like, yeah, like it's like at certain, after a certain amount of time, like you have to flush out your concept and, and be like, oh, okay, this is working and this isn't like, I don't know for, for me, like it took a while to even settle on my schedule. Like for a while I was trying to do three different fictional, mm -hmm. uh, serial, serial stories every single week. And I was like, this is just not possible long term. Right. So l let me try to find something else that works. I and even that, like those kind of decisions, like, I don't know. I think that like following through on that stuff, whether the podcast is what you keep doing or something else, like there's like a ton, ton of uh, intangible value. Like you're not only you're learning like marketable job skills, but you're like learning a lot of like, I, I don't know, I've never had more personal growth or, or like things that have challenged like the way I view the world and stuff. Like since I started making the podcast where I've had to kind of grow up a lot. Uh, and, right. and, and so no matter what happens with the podcast, like, I've been exposed to this, like, I don't know, just human beings in a whole new way. Like I was way more cynical when I started the podcast and now I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this, this, this is like, uh, there's a lot more to life that, than I was kind of aware of. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. That, that actually leads one thing I wanted to ask you. So, um, how, how much is Scooter you, Drew? Like, I know that you like, what, what, why do you make that distinction and how big a distinction is it? Well, when I start, like, it, it's interesting. Like when I started the show, I don't know at one point, like I decided like to have a pseudonym or whatever, or a character name. Right. But like, as soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay, that like gives me a little boundary with my internal critic. Like, like, I don't know why that trick worked, but it was like, okay, if I'm dearest scooter, like I feel a little bit safer um, and and more at ease. So like the person on the podcast, I, I guess like this is the opportunity of the internet. Like and, and you see it on both sides is like is probably like the best version of myself. Like I mean, because it, obviously it's a sleep podcast. So if I'm like I can kind of share if I'm having a down day or if I'm in a bad mood or whatever. But for the most part, it's like I'm trying to put my best foot forward to help right. people fall asleep. Yeah. But, but it's also like, because it's a sleep podcast, I guess I have this weird freedom too, uh, to let myself all hang out. Like, like as long as it fits the context of like not getting negative or like, like cre 
creeping into anything that would make people feel afraid. Like I, I can totally like, uh, so, so it's like almost like sometimes, yeah, like I'm just thinking out loud. So it, it is like, I mean, it's like the person, like, I wish I, like, sometimes I'm like, man, like if I was at like a, uh, like a dinner party or something, I'm like, I wish I had like instant scooter button or Ray because <laughs> right, Ray's right, even yeah. bad, better. Like th- that's the most optimistic character I have because it's like, uh, like scooter is like me when I'm not overthinking, I guess, like, uh, in, in like trying to look like on a, uh, things in a more optimistic way. Right. Right. Um, do you ever start a show and then just like, even, I mean, now you've done 450, you've got like your sort of sea legs. Do you start a show or you start writing a show or something and you're like, no, 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 this is too, either too personal or too negative or too, like it, it's, I, I got to scrap the whole thing. Have you, do you do that still? No. So that that's like a great, that, that's a great topic. Like, so not really. I mean, I guess that's the power of the deadline, like because the show comes yeah, out three right. times yeah. a week and I yeah. have a job. So it's like I'm trying to fit like the show in wherever I can. There has been times where I've like uh, like I try to self edit or be listening to what I'm saying without like overthinking to like mess up the flow. I don't know. There was one episode maybe. I don't know, maybe it was like a year and a half ago where I kind of like talked about really personal struggles I was having, like, but, but I tried to still do it in a sleepy way. And yeah. I was like worried, like, cause it was talking about like relationships and a lot of failure I had. And I'm like, Oh, is this going to st- stir people up? Like, and it did. I mean, it, it kind of got like a mixed response. It didn't really get a negative response, but I was like, okay, like, uh, like it's really important for me to kind of feel out where the boundary is almost like on a right. gut level. And if my gut tingles, like try to take a couple steps back. Um, but at the same time, not give myself too much latitude where I start overthinking and then I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I guess like my audience is very forgiving, I think like too. So it's like, if I overstep things, it, this is really hard for anybody that's making stuff, but it's like, cause people say it all the time. Well, you can't please everybody or you can't make everybody. Ha-, and it's like, like, uh, I, I don't know. It just stirs up a deep fear for me. It's like, Oh, well, well, Jesus, someone's displeased. Is that that like the first, you know, brick that's going to fall or whatever. Right. So, yeah. but you can't put, I mean, I guess my podcast, like the good thing is it's like, kind of like, uh, not like, it's not exactly easy to get into. It has kind of like a, like you, one, you have to be like either having trouble falling asleep or interested in it. And then two, it's like, it takes some waiting to get into it. So most of the people that really dislike it, like they usually stop listening pretty fast and then they'll either say, you know, write a nasty review (laughs) or send me a nasty email, but then it's like over and done with like, like, so people that stick around, they tend to, um, be pretty positive. Right. On that, on that same note, one thing, like wh- something I both love and am not so fond of in terms of podcasting is a like 
it it uh, you were talking about your your audience being forgiving and it's it's sort of like because there's this deadline because it's generally a weekly or a monthly or by whatever however people decide to do it thing it's almost like you can have a bad day and I'll come back next week cuz next week you may not be having a bad day you know it, it's it's like you're going to be there and I'm I can forgive you for having a bad day this week but the other thing like the difficulty in terms of producing and I'm not sure if you have this at all is sometimes like you know, you're doing the show every week and sometimes life does happen and life isn't always easy. And so you're like, oh, I got to deal with this really difficult thing, but I still have this thing. And I, th- I think that for me personally, I've definitely had times where it's like the last thing I should be doing is making my silly podcast, but it's the only thing I can do to deal with some of the difficulties that life's handed me at that point in time, you know? It's like, it's like a therapeutic thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like this wonderful, intangible challenge like that making a podcast offers. And and you get to make the decision. And I guess maybe like looking at it like there is no wrong or right decision. It's like, yeah, I have times when I'm like sick and then I'm like, should I record a show? Like it it, it gets it gets into like, am I pushing myself too hard or am I just like or or am I not pushing myself hard enough? (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. Or like, do I need to take a day off? Like, or do I not need to take a day off? And and then like, like, for example, like for the first time I didn't record last weekend on Saturday or Sunday. And I kind of, I didn't, I guess I like fell a little bit behind, but I was a little bit ahead, but like, and then it was like, uh, I don't know. It's also like a muscle like that for me, it's good that it like, I can take time off but it's like good to keep that muscle in shape and it seems like it falls out of shape pretty fast. And then this, this, uh, summer I took two weeks off and I, 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 I took them off for my day job, but I thought, Oh boy, I am going to double my podcast production on this. And I was going on a family (laughs) vacation and I was like, I'm going to put out so many, I'm going to record 12 episodes in two weeks, no doubt about it. And then it was just busy. Like you're saying, like with family stuff and it was packed and, I almost didn't, I almost recorded nothing and I really missed it. Like, like, uh, I was like, man, I cannot wait to get back and start recording again. And I, I guess for me, that was like a huge boost as far as like the health of me and the podcast of like, okay, like this is, uh, tapping some creative energy that I kind of need to, to, to keep uh, flowing out of me or keep working on or that, uh, that I'm really, getting something out of. And at the same time, I got like these really like I was on vacation. I got three emails in a row, like of three different people facing three different like monumental things. And they were all just like, here's what I'm dealing with. And I just want to say thanks. And it was so humbling. That's amazing. Yeah. And it just reminded me too. Oh, this is why I do this. Like, wow. Like how lucky am I? I mean, that's like, like, like I get, I'm a really anxious person and I tend to get depressed and stuff, but like, I don't know. The podcast is like also help balance that out where I'm like, man, like how I can't believe like I get to do this and, and that it has impact on people and it has impact on people in a way that I can relate to. Like, I think that's important. Like, cause it's like, oh, I've been there lying in bed, like just staring at the ceiling and almost feeling like I'm going to like I'm in physical pain because I can't sleep. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. And it, it would have never happened if I didn't like just start and then just keep going to kind of see, huh, is this idea going to work or not? Like, 
and I'm sure there's tons of ideas out there and, and they're not the same thing. Like, I think like there's not like a way to reverse engineer a podcast. Like it's like, you got to take like the, the thing, like we, we were talking about earlier, like that you feel like you're kind of keeping close to your vest. Like, Oh man, like I, I, I like Smurf figurines and I like repa- repainting them in a, in, into like gargoyles or something like, and I'm going to make a podcast about that. Like that's the kind of podcast that I, like people are, there's a pride people out there that are like, Oh man, I carve Smurf figurines into uh, <laughs> other things. Like, like it is just like, I, I don't know, like it's those things or you might like just find your way. Like there's so many things worth trying. And, and I mean, that's like the wonderful thing about podcasting is there's not really these gatekeepers and there's right. not this high initial cost to test out ideas. It's just a late, I mean, the labor cost or the time, time investment's huge, but, but, uh, like you but, uh, learn, learn that there's other value in that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like worst case scenario, you make a few episodes of a podcast and then you say, Oh, you know what? I'm not that passionate about it, but then maybe someone out there is like you said, finds it. And like, I've done that. I found podcasts about the weirdest stuff. And I'm like, this is wicked to listen to these people talk for 30 minutes about, whatever licking deodorant i don't know just like right whatever, you yeah know? uh and there's like just a bit of delight in that i think that's like that's a great thing if you can you know like what's what's the the loss there okay yeah. I got, I, sorry yeah. i got well, one more question okay sorry, okay or, or unless you got something to add well I'll, we'll come back to that i think that word delight is really important like that you said yeah 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 okay well one other question i wanted to ask just before we get too far away you said that you went on family vacation um, and again, I don't want to get too, I don't want to pry into your personal life or anything, but like, what do you, what do your close friends and family, do, do they see the podcast as like, do they understand it the same way you understand it? Some, like, I guess that's a good gauge of like, how much am I like the person on the podcast? Because like anyone that's close to me is not like, I'm more surprised about the podcast than people that know me well. Like, Everyone that like in my family or uh, people out to grammar school or high school with that I keep in touch with, they're all like, like almost like, oh, it figures like you would do something like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> like, uh, but like, as far as the listening goes, like, I guess like, like some of my friends and family are like, oh, well, you know, I can't listen to you to fall asleep because I just know you too well. Yeah. Or like people I lived with, like couple of my roommates they're like man i had the live version of that like i don't need to listen to the recorded version <laughs> like like I, I i dealt with that for three years um so i don't i don't know i guess you've got to want to listen like i have a brother that listens he's a fireman and he he's like my number one fan which is so funny like but he like goes out on fire calls and then they have to go back to the firehouse to fall asleep and he'll use the podcast to fall asleep he and to you eh yeah, it's so funny. That's wicked. Like, That's amazing. So he'll fall, but and he's like, I fall right back asleep. Uh, so I'm like, oh man, like uh, that's 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 awesome. That's great. Hey, did I tell you? Actually, I meant to tell you. I don't think I did. But this is sort of unrelated. But just the other week, uh, it was maybe two weeks ago. I have a friend who's like a city councilor here in St. John's, and he came up to me and he looked at me and he's like, Wait a second are you Posty Posterson? Because <laughs> I guess he had been listening to Sleep With Me and he finally connected that, yeah, that I was Posty Posterson because he, he saw something that I had posted about Sounds Like an Earful and you always mentioned that. So yeah, it was amazing. I was like, oh man, you listen to Scooter. So yeah, we had a good chat about it. 
it's so funny like like i, I don't know where posty posterson came from either like even <laughs> at, like like it's like some things on the podcast are just sticky and it was like yeah. uh, at some point the third or fourth time i said it i was like okay that's it's just permanently stuck so. <laughs> that's, it, that's cool right on Oh, oh! One other thing I needed to ask: Do you actually have a crush on the on someone at Trader Joe's? Uh, I guess like right now, like not not currently, but all the okay. crushes that I've come up on the show, uh, the last let's see, the last episode, uh, that person no longer works there, but those are all based on real, one hundred percent legit crushes. <laughs> Amazing! What if they heard it? Oh well. I, I, I do worry about that because um, there's a listener who knows someone that works at the Trader Joe's I shop at. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I just try to like get as much cognitive dissonance going so that when I'm checking out, like I'm like, <laughs> l- like I, I like so I don't imagine that everyone there is laughing at me or, or like being like, oh, is she the one you have a crush on over there? <laughs> then I'd have to run out, and then I don't know where I would do my grocery shopping. So, right. <laughs> uh, it, but also, I'm like so nervous, like, uh, like, like, I'm like, well, m- maybe that would get me to talk to her. So, so. that's it. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's all the questions I had. Did you want to add anything about delight? What were you going to say? Yeah, I think like that's like one of the things about podcasts that I find myself continuing to listen to. And I guess like delight can mean a lot of different things. But like, I think there's always like, like you're saying, like, it's almost like this unintentional delight uh, when you're when you're talking about uh, something you're really interested in or you're making a podcast like, or you're talking to Jeeves on your show or, or trying out a new idea. Like that's when the delight comes across. And that's like, I think what people like make people be like, Oh, that there's a new episode out. I have, I can't wait to listen to that. Like when it, maybe I'll just go for a walk right now to listen to it. I mean, unfortunately I, I think like one of the better examples for me was always the mystery show, which they just stopped making, but right. it was always like something I'm like, what about, what is it about this show? And I'm like, oh, it's delightful. Like there's something delightful about this. Like, and, and and, I mean, there's, you know, great production quality and great storytelling and stuff, but I don't think that means anything. Uh, if you're not giving people a little, little delight, but I don't know how to do that. (laughs) But that's like the secret ingredient that, that just kind of emerges when things are right. Right. Or maybe it's just something that people are seeking out. Like, I mean, it's like, uh, like I know I'm seeking, it's like, it, it's something you can't really find. I, I mean, we try to find it in like sweet food or whatever, right. but, but it's like when you find a light, you'll keep coming back. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, I think it's more important to appreciate it than try to create it. Like, it's like, Oh, what are the things that, that drive my delight? Like, like what are the things I'm a fan of? Like, I, I don't know when I think about podcasting, I'm never trying. I don't know if I'm like I can even emulate the shows that I love, but it's like uh, being aware that you love them. Uh, I think like maybe your subconscious can kind of fill in the blanks of of uh, how to apply that, like instead of actively trying to do that. But 
Yeah, I just love I love podcasting. I love Chris Posty Posterson. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, right one day we'll you. Yeah, we will. Totally. Are you doing a Christmas video this year for your uh, nieces and nephews? Have you, have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. I actually literally, I'm not making this up. I literally got a, a Skype call from my youngest niece yesterday. And she was all business. She was very serious. She said, Uncle Chris, are you working on this year's Christmas video yet? And I was kind of like, oh, uh, I haven't had a chance yet. And she was, she was cracking the whip a little bit. So I got to get on it. Yeah, because that was like, I feel like that's similar. Like I'm like, oh, like I was getting exposed to a different side of you. I'm like, oh, like, so this is like the curmudgeonly Chris, like, uh, like version. Like it was just like, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was last year was one was hilarious. So everybody that's listening should keep an eye on Chris's social media for his, uh, yeah, his, his holiday we'll gift. To, we'll have to make one in case. Yeah. In case you don't know what we're talking about every year, I make a Christmas video for my nieces. What I usually do is my sister will record them talking and she'll send me the audio and they don't know, like they, she just has a conversation with them about whatever. And then I chop that up and I just take little bits and pieces of it. And I try to make a story, like I, I piece together a story around those bits and pieces of theirs. So yeah, that's the idea. So yeah, we'll have to do it. What about, what, what about you? What's, what's, uh, what's on the horizon for Sleep With Me? I don't know. I'm just trying to look, like uh, keep the grind going. I, I'm getting like a listener meetup. There's this thing here called the Dickens Fair at okay. the holidays where it's kind of like a renaissance fair, but with Charles, Charles Dickens related characters only. Okay. And so pe- like, there's like all these actors and they put on all these shows and then people go and kind of dress up. And uh, so I'm trying to get a listener meetup going there, like to immerse everyone in the world of Charles Dickens. So that'll be fun. Cool. Wicked. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks for taking an hour out and having a chat, man. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, If you guys want to check out Sleep With Me, if you aren't listening to it yet, where do they find you? Uh, You could, uh, any podcasting app is Sleep With Me Podcast, or you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com. But yeah, just uh, subscribe and... uh, uh, if you if you need to fall asleep or do any coding or cleaning, those are the the top uses for the podcast. Or, Is that right? People code to it. I couldn't code to sleep with me. Yeah, so that's like been a, like a like a new like I think it's starting to spread like huh. where it's like oh I kind of need something to fill in the noise, but not something that's going to distract me. And I'm right. like I guess that's kind of like getting into the zone. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. But huh. uh, yeah, cool. All right, well I'll let you go for now. All right, thanks, Post your Poster. Thanks so much, bud. All right, bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's it. Really big thanks to Scooter for taking some time out to come chat with me. Uh, I had a lot of fun during that conversation. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. That's it for our workshop this week. If you're still here, you're still listening, you will be the first to know that our old friend, Colleen, might be making a return to the show soon. Stay tuned. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I hope that your week is awesome. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.